hey, I'm part-time in real estate. I've got this full-time job. How do I go from that to being full-time in real estate? And mm. um, I think there's a lot of people actually that are in that boat, in that camp, that are working the full-time job that they absolutely despise, you know? And so they got their license and they've been the part-time real estate agent, but it's like this back and forth. They're in this, uh, they're in a tough spot, you know? It's like this, this they want to go full-time, but maybe they can't afford to go full-time. And it's like, when do I pull the trigger? When do I burn the boats? Should I burn the boats? All of that stuff is in the mindset of someone who's working full-time, but their mind is somewhere else. And I, quite frankly... I get it. I totally get it. Like where you're doing this one thing and your mind's in another place. Like you've you've got your passion and your love. And, and for these people, they want to be in real estate full time and they have to go to this nine to five. So that's what we're talking about today. Love it. So, yeah. Um, so here's here's how I want to start this conversation off uh, with. Um, is like the first thing I think about this is so good. When I when I was making notes for this conversation, I'm like, this is the number one thing. I don't even know if anything else is as important as this. That's why I'm starting with number one. And that is to test yourself. So here's what I mean. Oftentimes, the the, the questions I get from, from agents that we have coached in this uh, scenario, the pushback that I often get is, well, listen, dude, I'm working full time. Like, How can I do all these other things? So here's the first mm -hmm. test. This is what I want people to consider. If somebody is going to be successful in real estate sales and they're full-time, they're going to have a full-blown pipeline of leads that they're managing. They're going to have a full-blown of active listings, pending listings, closings, and they still have to prospect. So the first test is, if you think about this, it's there's no difference between working full time, call it 40 hours a week, and having a full load of clients managing as a as a real estate agent. Cause it's the same, it's the same objection I get from from the agents who are busy. Well, dude, I'm working with all these clients. I don't have time to generate new clients. I don't have time to prospect. It's yeah. the same problem, right? So yeah. the first thing is to test yourself to say, okay, if you're gonna win in this business, you're gonna have to be in lead generation every single day, no matter what. Like This is what the top, top people do. And if the mindset mm -hmm. is, I want to leave my full-time job because I want to get into real estate and I want to get into real estate to generate a big life. Like Nobody gets into this business thinking, I want to be average, right? Like You would agree with that? Yeah. You think that's safe to say? Absolutely. There's no... Uh, like ambition. Everybody has ambition. So if that's the case... I just like this just hit me like a ton of ton of bricks. Isn't it safe to say that that's the same like working full time and testing yourself to prospect and to lead generate every single day is the same thing you're going to have to do if you get into this business full time and if you're successful. Because if you're successful and you have 5, 10, 15, 20 active listings, you've got 8, 9, 10, 11 homes that are set to close and you have closings and you're dealing with all these, you're spinning all these plates, those people still find a way to prospect every day. So the first step in deciding or when you're going to do this is to put yourself through this test. How can mm. you work full time and prospect 
every single day for a minimum of two hours without ever mm-hmm. missing. Did I? Did that make sense to you? Like what I just articulated? It's so good. Yeah. And where my mind first goes is like, what is it that you want? Right. Are you looking at this and you're like, you know, I, I want the, the lifestyle. I want the end result. And you're like, but I just can't even like get in and do it. Cause you've got to maintain this, what you're trying to describe. You got to maintain what you're doing. And this needs to almost be a side hustle, which means you need to do it in addition to until you can prove that you can take over the main thing with the new thing. Yeah. And and what I'm trying to help people understand, I guess you brought up another good point. Um, I, I'm assuming, Ben, that th- the context of this conversation is around somebody who is um, like the sole breadwinner of their family, who's like providing for their family in this full-time job, who needs to make like six figures or more as a full-time real estate salesperson. We're not talking about yeah. all the people that just want the part-time income, like that's a separate conversation. All right, real quick, and then we'll get right back to the content. If you're a real estate agent, you're looking to build a listing-based business, a business where you can generate a multiple six-figure income, a business that doesn't require you to waste thousands of dollars on the new marketing gimmicks, then I'm going to invite you to click the link right underneath this video to learn about our Listing Agent Academy coaching program. This is a six-month intense coaching system that more than three thousand agents from every market all over the country have now gone through. And here's the reality. Here's the truth. I will shoot you straight. This program is not for everyone. This is for agents who value being around winners. They value being in a community of other real estate agents that actually show up, that actually put forth the work. And this is for agents that embrace high levels of accountability and visibility. To get the details, all you have to do is click the link beneath this video. You can schedule a coaching consultation and then you can decide for yourself. So with that being said, let's jump back into the content, right? Right. So what you just said is exactly what I'm trying to say. What I'm saying is if you're going to have a full-time income in this business of, of real estate sales, like six figures or multiple six figures per year, it's not like this 30, 40 hour a week thing. You're going to have to manage a full client load and Mm -hmm. be generating new clients. It's not one or the Mm -hmm. other. So my mindset went into that's the full-time, that's the person right now with the full-time job. Pretend that that's your client load. Okay, you got to fulfill your 40 hours of work. Your clients you're you're maintaining. Exactly. But you still, that doesn't let you off the hook that you still need to prospect. So Mm. that's the first test. If you can't figure that out, you got no business quitting the job or even thinking about getting into this full time until you could figure out that part first. Because how many mm-hmm. times have you heard it from, from agents? Like, well, I can't prospect two hours a day because I work full time. Well, what's going to be different if you're going to be successful in this business, managing a full client load, you're still going to have to prospect two hours a day. Like I did this yeah. for, for a long time and our top clients that are succeeding that everybody says they want to be like, well, it's like, what do you think managing 10, 20 active listings is like? What do you think managing 10, 20 clients that are looking to close uh, this month is going to be like? What do you think managing a pipeline of 250 leads is going to be like? 
You don't just do that and then you stop prospecting. So it's the no. same thing. Yeah, absolutely. 100% agree. And if you're sitting there saying, well, I, you know, my job requires me to do X, Y, Z, and I can't prospect at 8 a.m., you don't have to. Find no. a block that works for you. Like, just like when they say, you know, investing, when's the best time to invest? Well, it was 20 years ago. When's the next best time? Today, right? That's right. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so you have to find, to, to what you just said, Ben, you have to find a minimum. We're talking about a minimum of two hours per day to be in proactive outbound lead generation, right? And I know you have it because most people have a, a Netflix series that they're addicted to that they watch every night. That's an hour for sure. You have the time. I'm not even going to get into the, the, the time audit. Like you have the time. It's just a decision because there's no difference working a full-time job and being a full-time successful real estate agent. The time commitment's the same. It's just that successful real estate agents prospect as well. Because the thought is, if you don't, if you can't figure that piece out, then I would make the argument, you probably won't be able to generate a good full-time income in this business. Like If you can't manage, like if you just cannot manage all those balls in the air and you can't handle the stress, you can't handle the emotional side of it, then even if you were full-time in real estate, this is the vast majority of realtors, and I can prove it because the average income is 50K a year, it's yeah. because they can't manage more. They can't handle right. too much on their plate. They work really hard, they get two clients, and then they focus all their energy on the two clients, and they stop doing the things that they did to get the two clients because it's like, oh, I'm busy, I'm busy. It's like, you don't even know what busy is you know, until yeah. you're, you're managing, like I said, 10, 15, 20 active, active listings, you got 10, 20 under contract. Agents, it's so funny when, when they hear me say that, they're like, I can't even manage, I can't even fathom that. It's like, <laughs> well, that's what, it, that's what it's like to succeed in this business. All right, so that's number one. Number two, the second thing, and, and I don't mean what I just said by any disrespect. I mean it because it's the truth. Like you have to mm -hmm. figure that piece out. All right, so the second thing is, my recommendation, Ben, is that um, through that activity, you should be able to do this, which is to save six months worth of living mm -hmm. and lifestyle expenses. So I think the mistake that people make is they save six months worth of bills, but they forget like you have to live too. <laughs> you know, like that's the other people forget when they try to stockpile six months worth of reserves. They say, okay, yeah. my bills are four grand a month. So I'm going to save up $24,000 or whatever it is to pay for those bills for the six months. Uh-uh, ain't going to cut it. You still have to live. You still have to yeah. eat. You're, still, you're not going to just live in some like igloo for six months while you're building your business. You might so tell yourself you're willing to do that, but you got to make sure everyone's on board with that. That's right. So it's six months worth of, of living and your um, lifestyle expenses. And so mm -hmm. that's, that might take you a year. You're not going to do it in six months. It might take you a year and a half to do that because here's the thing. When you do this and then you're in this business full time, you, you don't want to be in a position where you're worried about money. You don't want to uh, be in a position where you're worried about the paycheck on Friday. And most mm. people, if you're living paycheck to paycheck and you get into this business, 
It's going to magnify that process like crazy. It's going to be a bad day for you. Talk, talk to me what you, what your thoughts are. Commission breath. That's right. Nobody's going to want to work with you. You're just going to reek of it and they're going to feel your desperation versus you coming in completely detached from the outcome and truly serving them. Yeah. I, I don't know why starting a real estate sales business would be any different than any other business because you wouldn't start a Hungry Howie's franchise. Are those all over the country? Or are those just a Michigan thing? I have no idea what that is. God, every analogy I always give, it just ends up being just a Michigan business. What What is a pizza <laughs> franchise that's all over the country? Dominoes. I don't Domino's. know. Dominoes. All right, perfect. Everyone here's their Dominoes. I say these words, I'm like, man, you don't know what Euchre is. You don't know what Hungry Howie's is. You don't know any of this stuff. All right. So I know so, what Euchre is, but yeah. Dominoes. If you're going to start a Dominoes franchise, I, I just don't believe with any fiber of my being that someone would open a Domino's with like zero capital like needing a needing to get paid on Friday. Mm-hmm. But why is it that that's what people expect in r- the real estate business, do you think? Um I think you just need to be careful going into this business that it isn't a um like when you think about going all in, right? I think about going all in, it's a I'm willing to risk it all and I'm either going to have a big win or I'm going to have a huge loss and I'm out of the game. Mm. So when we say going all in, I'm just thinking about poker. And it's like, you better have the deck stacked in your favor when you go all in so that you know you're going to win. And I think sometimes people go in because they're like so fed up or they're behind or something didn't work out. So now this is like, I'm just going to try and figure this out and make this work. And the deck, they're going all in with, I don't know, poker that well, but two, three and versus like knowing you got king, queen suited, right? Yeah. Make sure that things are stacked in your favor. Does that make any sense? Yeah. I just, the thing that I rack my brain against again is like why people think that the real estate business is so different than other businesses. There seems to be a massive disconnect. And I think the reason why, and I'm not even going to get into this this whole uh, conversation, but it, it has to it comes down to the barrier of entry. That's exactly what I was going to say. You can't even flip and buy or get into conversation with Domino's. They're like, hey, oh, do you have 250 cash ready to go and uh, 180 days worth of operating costs? Oh, you don't. Okay, sorry. Like, I know. It's just so easy to get into real estate, which makes people believe like maybe it's easy to succeed too. So true. And that's why I say all the time, I think the industry really sets people up for failure. I believe that. I, I really believe that. They make it seem one way. And I, I, I have like everything I do, I try to do like, I try to bring some data around it. So it's not just like hearsay. I did a huge poll on this. And like in the poll, I said, hey, how many of you um, essentially thought real estate was going to be easier? than what it actually is. And it was 100% across the board. Like mm-hmm. That's because the industry makes it seem to be one thing and it's a total different thing. All right. So that's the second yeah. thing. Yeah. Can I say one more thing on please, that? Please, 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 please. Is, um, and maybe we do a bad job of this too. I don't know. But um, you look at like Selling Sunset, you know, Ryan oh. Serhant, these people that are winning on a massive level, 
we share people that we have in our program that are making seven figures, right? And you get in and you're not winning on that level fast enough and you think you're doing something wrong and you're failing, point. right? So yeah. it's like just the reality of how long we grind it, grind it, grind it. You make, you know, you, you grind to six figures. You, you do it, do it, do it, do it for a while. You know, it's just like you, you might be winning more than you realize because you've got, hey, I got a lead today for X amount of years. Like, but yeah, you're not, you don't have the paycheck, but you need that paycheck so fast that you're not even letting, you know, this business germinate so that it can blossom. Yeah. People underestimate the amount of activity it takes just to be average. Yes. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> they do. They underestimate the amount of action they have to take literally just to be average. We're not even talking about any other level. We're talking about just to make 50, 60, $70,000 a year, just the average agent. The mindset coming into the industry is they, they underestimate that so much so because I, I don't want to miss this thought. Going back to, uh, and I promise people in the audience will, will speed this up, but like the first thing, the test that you're going through, the question you have to ask yourself, not, not ask yourself, scratch that. F that, put that aside. I'm talking, the question you have to prove to yourself is, this is the best thing of all time. Are you willing to show up for yourself the way you are willing to show up for others? Hmm. Meaning, anybody that's working a full-time job right now, you probably show up early. You probably show up late. While you're there, you're probably giving like amazing effort. Because why? Because you don't want to get fired. You need that paycheck on Friday. So the question is, can you behave the same way for yourself as you did when you were a W-2 employee when no one's holding you accountable, no one's checking up on you, you're an independent contractor, nobody cares whether you come into work today or not because that is the issue. That Can is I share the number one issue. I just shared with an agent about this exact same thing? Please. I know, I know we need to move on. So um, great friend, he, you know, medical field and he was talking about how his wife just doesn't understand when he's at the office doing this that and the other right that that like so okay pretend you're a professional baseball player you're a surgeon like would you would you say oh i've got surgery i'm going to skip surgery today or your spouse calls you and like oh yeah i just yeah i gotta ask you this question right like have the same level of discipline of showing up like you're playing in an nfl game or you're in surgery right? That's like the people that succeed at the highest level. That's how they treat prospecting. That's they can't right. miss it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a, like I do it sometimes thing. It's like, I do it every time, no matter what. All right. So moving on. So number one, we have like, test yourself. We, we gave some examples of just test yourself to see, can I be trusted enough to be in this business? It's a great thing. It's a great exercise. Second thing I, I wrote down was to save up six months worth of living and life, lifestyle expenses. All right, third thing on the list, build a pipeline of 100 active leads minimum in your pipeline. Well, why, Brandon? Because if you're going to go on an appointment every single day of the month, which is what you, where you need to be in order to hit your financial goals for most people, we have about a 20 to 25% lead to appointment set ratio. So what does that mean? Well, that means you have to maintain a pipeline of about 100 
active leads. Well, Ben, what does active leads mean? Well, active leads means you've got people in the pipeline that have told you they want to sell their house. They've given mm -hmm. you a specific timeline on when they want to sell the house. They have agreed to meet with you and interview you for the job of selling their house, which means they don't have another agent that they're committed with, and they've agreed to the next time that we should communicate. So that's what we mean by active leads in the pipeline. We need a hundred of those at all times if we're going to be in a position to meet with one, go on one highly qualified appointment per day. So hmm. that might take you, again, if you're going to get, if you're prospecting two hours a day, our expectation is that you get two of those a day, right? So a hundred, that might take you three or four months to do that. But it might take you, like we said before, six to nine months to, to, to build up your savings. So if you're doing both of those things, it might take you six, seven, eight months before you're in a position to like really burn the boats and say, all right, I'm ready. I did everything Ben and Brandon talked about. I've got my savings in, in line. I've got my skills in line. I've got my pipeline in line. Now, imagine how much confidence you, you, you're in when you get into the business and you have 100 active seller leads in your pipeline. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, you're sitting there with pocket aces. You're looking at the board and you're like, I got the nuts. I can't lose. That's a great point. All right, so that was number three. Number four is to have a minimum active inventory. So before you get into full-time real estate, amongst the other things that we talked about, is that you have a minimum active listing inventory of, I would say, at least three to five. At least three to five active listings in your inventory before you leave the full-time W-2 job and get into this full-time. Because you can leverage those listings in so many different ways to build some momentum in, in your business. So you don't come into this with just nothing, no pipeline, no actives, no savings. I mean, if people are really listening to this conversation, I hope you're hearing what I'm saying. Because if you look at what's actually happening, it's the exact opposite. Like, look at the first three or four things we just outlined, Ben. Most of the people I see get into this business, they haven't gone through the test to see, can they be trusted? Can you show up for yourself? They haven't done that at all. They have no savings whatsoever, right? They, they need to get paid as fast as possible. They have no pipeline, zero pipeline of leads. And certainly because they have no pipeline, they have no active listings. So it's the inverse of what most people do. If you just do the opposite, you're going to win. Hmm. All right. Next thing on the list. Ooh, this is another good one. I think we're on number five, right? Five. Okay. Number five is to start making content right now so that your SOI gets used to you being in real estate. So don't wait to start making content until after you're in the business. Start making it right now. Launch yeah. your blog. Start your podcast. Launch your YouTube channel. Start posting on Facebook and Instagram. Start making content right now every single day so your sphere, when you are in a position to serve them, you, they're already used to the idea of you being in the business and you're starting to position yourself as the expert, mm. right? Start to mail to the database, start to do some content. And so you can start to, to uh, build that, that expert authority, right? So good. Yeah. All right. We got two more. 
Number six, start previewing every single for sale by owner and active listing that hits your market. This is the fastest way, Ben, that you and I know on, on when we talk about knowing the market. It's one thing of like saying you, you know the market, like, oh, I, I read some articles. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm talking about knowing your product better than any other agent in the marketplace. Anybody could do this. Nobody does. So it's like, are you previewing every FISBO and every active listing that hits your marketplace and you're physically walking through every single one of those properties and you know, and then you track those properties from active to pending to close, you will learn the market so fast. There's, there's, uh, I mean, no agents do this like part-time, full-time experience, new, it doesn't matter. No one's doing this. And so if you can do this, it'll be crazy how fast you really build some confidence because when you go on a listing appointment, you'll you'll have so much more. Well, that's just it. Context, right? Mm -hmm. Versus going in blind, you have no idea about a pricing model that might work because you don't know the market. So that'd yeah. be the next thing. Anything you want to add to that? Yeah. Guess what this costs you? Oh, so good. Nothing. That's right. That's <laughs> it costs right. Costs you absolutely nothing. It's like you know when I first got into and in, not to derail here, but into investment real estate investing in real estate, somebody told me, he's like, every deal that you see, underwrite it, underwrite it, underwrite it, and then watch it and watch it and watch it and validate to yourself that you were right. So that when you do pull the trigger, it's like, you just proved to yourself and you, you had no, you know, you, you weren't committed. I got to make one deal work. I got to do it as quick as possible. You're like, no, I'm going to underwrite 300 deals. I'm going to walk 300 properties in my market. I'm going to watch them. And I'm going to say, this is what I would do. I'm going to take notes. And then afterwards, I'm going to compare it. And I'm going to say, oh, I missed that. What did I miss here? Let me analyze it. Oh, okay. That's what I missed. Versus, oh man, when, when, when. Now you just start stacking that confidence. So when you go in there and you have everything else, then it's just like that confidence oozes from you. They can feel that. You just knocked the ball out of the park. Like... <laughs> It's, it's exactly what Ben just said. It's like taking these actives that hit the market and say, okay, let me do a CMA and see what price I would come up with, right? And then just, I'm not going to regurgitate what Ben just said. That was so spot on, which then leads us into the last one, which is to then study the market. So that's what we're talking mm -hmm. about, right? It's like, so every month your MLS is releasing all the data that you need to be an expert. So like how many properties came into the market this month compared to this time last, last year? What is the story there? It's one thing to say there are more homes, less homes hitting the market this year than last year. There's a whole nother thing to go deep with that information because there's a difference between like information and then like data. And then what is the data actually saying? So when mm -hmm. I say study the market to give that even some depth, some context, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls listening to the show, I'm talking about what does the data and the information, what is it saying? What is the story yes. that we need to communicate to buyers and sellers? It's not just, here's how many homes. I, I see these market updates because they, they hear me say, well, Brandon, you're telling me to make these market updates every, every month. Yeah, what, I, what, what a market update is not is, okay, last month in the market, we had 1,200 homes hit the market. Last month, we had 200 homes go under contract. 
we had 100 homes sell. The average days on market is 37 days in Phoenix, Arizona. That is not what I'm talking about, but that's what I see over and over and over and over and over and over again, right? So it's taking the data and then being able to tell a story to somebody where they can actually make sense of the data because otherwise yeah. it has no value, right? And put your future client in that story and how they're going to win through this current market. That's right. We have to apply it to Ben's point in a third-party story framework where we're using the data and we're outlining. Even if you don't have any clients, you could still have a client situation. So if you're thinking about buying or selling a home, here's what this means, right? And then you're taking the data and then you're applying it to somebody's real-world situation. That is how you position yourself as an expert. So I think there are seven or eight things that we just outlined. Um, these would be the things I would consider. If I'm sitting here and I'm working this full-time job and I'm making 90 grand a year and I've got my 401k and I've got my health benefits, there's a lot of things to consider and I'm going to leave that to go and provide for my family, my spouse, and my children. These are the things, Ben, that I would consider before making that move. Any last thoughts you want to add? No, I think it's phenomenal. It, it's all action-based, right? And And anybody can do it. And it's all about building confidence in yourself so that when you step into this business, you're confident you can succeed, you're confident in your knowledge, and you're confident you can you know, do your job at a high level. I love it. So hopefully you guys got some good tangible takeaways that you can implement to Ben's point, And then uh, we'll see you guys in the next episode.